0: You are Locked On
1: Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell.
0: Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. uh, You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm real good. Kind of a a weird week here. I mean, uh, always cramping. Five days of work, basically, into three on Thanksgiving week, and my Steelers are supposed to host a game, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not, and all this COVID nonsense, and 2020, you know how it goes. Yeah, no kidding. Things just keep
0: getting worse uh, when it comes to the Ravens. The NFL seems ready to play this game. We'll know more tomorrow, of course. Matt, it is Wednesday. We are going to get into our Dynasty Value Studies. We took a couple of weeks off uh, for this. We talked to our top five position players last week, and uh, we had Travis May on the week before to do a 2021 draft preview. But we're back with our Dynasty Value Studies. These have been a hit, and it's, it's always interesting to really find out how the community is valuing these players, and that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to start with Michael Thomas. And it's pretty obvious that Thomas has lost some value this season. Uh, almost all of that is due to this injury uh, that he suffered week one and did not did not return to the field in week nine and honestly didn't really have a, a productive game until last week with Taysom Hill under center, which was certainly surprising. Uh, it, it's not totally fair to judge Thomas on the, the four games that we've seen from him but we're going to do that anyway. Matt, t- talk to us about what you've seen from Thomas, especially, of course, in these past couple of games.
1: Yeah, it, it, obviously, like you said, he lost a lot of steam. A lot of stock went down because of the injury. Well, yes, last week was an odd game, obviously with Taysom Hill. But I think we're past that. You know that I mean, he's healthy. Maybe it took him a game to get back or whatever. But I trust him from a health, you know, standpoint and as a His standalone value as a football player really hasn't changed for me. But I hope his quarterback isn't Taysom Hill for the next three years. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Drew Brees. Um, Would Winston help him? I mean, he's a great player, but he's not Randy Moss transcendent receiver that it doesn't really matter who his quarterback is. I mean, the beauty of Thomas at his peak was his relationship on the field with Drew Brees.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. It's something we've been worried about with several wide receivers, uh, just as far as what happens when their quarterback does step away. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Thomas is probably the number one guy to to have that worry with right now because I think it's safe to assume that this is Drew Brees' final season. That's that's been. Uh, the Seems the way. prevailing thought, yeah. right, all season, and uh, we we heard the stories that he almost retired uh, last off season. So uh, whether it's Taysom Hill, I don't I don't think it'll be Jameis Winston at this point. That just doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it's definitely fair to question.
1: I want to say one thing, if you don't mind, Ryan, because I'm going to I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth here for a minute, though. That's okay. Because I see this name that we're going to bring up here when we get to recent trades. And I would have said the exact same thing about Keenan Allen a year ago. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. Sometimes
1: yeah. you're so good that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, I should throw the ball to Keenan Allen, I should throw the ball to Michael Thomas, especially when Sean Payton's still the coach. I do think whatever happens this
0: coming off season. I think the saints are going to be aggressive. The, the story that we right the story that was reported, it's been several weeks now, uh, maybe even early in the season was that the, the saints, when it looked like drew Brees was going to retire, made a run at Tom Brady. Um, so I, I don't think being aggressive would necessarily include Taysom Hill. He would really have to impress over the next two or three weeks to to be considered the favorite uh, to start uh, in 2021. But whether it's moving up in the draft, which they always seem to be doing, or uh, going after a potential free agent, I do think they'll be aggressive if Breeze steps away. Uh, Looking at some of the numbers on Michael Thomas week one, that's when he suffered that ankle injury just 3 catches for 17 yards. He was the wide receiver 79. And of course, after that we had to wait almost 2 months before we saw Thomas again on the field. He returns in week 9, just 5 catches, 51 yards, wide receiver 49. He's the wide receiver 70 in week 10. So again, he's back on the field, but he's he's hurting fantasy teams even more than than when he was out because you're sticking him in in your lineup and you're getting almost nothing from it and then finally as i mentioned uh week 11 last week he's the wide receiver 13 goes over 100 yards for the first time this season still hasn't scored a touchdown this year uh and that was done with Taysom hill at quarterback the the encouraging thing uh, for thomas and for for thomas managers in dynasty leagues and fantasy leagues he saw over 50% of the targets from Taysom Hill yeah. uh, last week. So Hill certainly has, has eyes for Michael Thomas. I, I, uh, we, we expect a few more looks for uh, Alvin Kamara, I would think, over the next couple of weeks. He got just one target and did not catch it. Uh, but in general, Thomas is going to get peppered with targets these, these next few weeks with Taysom Hill.
1: Yeah, and – I don't trust Hill as a passer. It was one game, right. it really felt like Sean Payton told him, here's the play, if it's op- if, if your first option's open, great, if not, run it, and I sp- especially don't trust Taysom Hill as a deep passer though, so I think a lot of times that first option will be Thomas in the short to intermediate zones. Not by any stretch is Hill going to be like Breeze with that precision, but I-, I think the targets will probably still be there, and Geez, who would have thought that, you know, the all those people who took Michael Thomas in the first round of the redraft league that he would it, come Thanksgiving he wouldn't have a touchdown and wouldn't get have 200 yards.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly has been a frustrating season if you've got him on your roster. Uh taking a look at rankings and ADP from DLF, Dynasty League Football. Uh he's wide receiver 7 in our rankings. Uh there's DeAndre Hopkins, CD Lamb. I was a little surprised to see to see C.D. Lamb ahead of them, then Thomas. Coming in just behind, Michael Thomas is Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley. In our ADP, he's the wide receiver six, so maybe valued a little bit uh, higher by the community and, and those who participate in our mock drafts compared to our rankers. Uh, it's Hopkins, it's Josh Jacobs, and then Thomas, Derek Henry, and Tyreek Hill. So does, does that ranking Matt? six seven somewhere in that range feel about right to you at this point
1: it does uh when we did our wide receiver ranks i think i put him fifth or sixth i don't have it in front of yeah. me um i would imagine you like lamb over thomas i think i would still take thomas but cd lamb looked pretty good this weekend
0: yeah thomas and and we could throw hopkins and Devontae adams and 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 even tyreek hill into that group as well they're they're getting to the age where they're starting to lose dynasty value but they're they're at the peak of their career uh or they're you know they're certainly in their prime so those are the players that you can you can buy you know maybe for cd lamb and and really take advantage um of the peak and the pinnacle part of their career as as they're all still um certainly productive assets, and, and with Adams and Hopkins and Hill, they're, they're elite assets in Dynasty League. So there shouldn't be a discount, but sometimes you find that. Some recent trades involving Michael Thomas. We said his value had dropped. I think these trades certainly show that. Michael Thomas and a second round pick for Jerry Judy, Mike Gasecki and a third round pick that uh, the thomas that's side. a that's a slam dunk for me i mean i i certainly like judy i, I want i uh, want him on my team but to to have to give the pick upgrade uh, essentially for jerry judy and, and mike gasecki i uh yeah i i love the michael thomas side there
1: gasecki doesn't hold a lot of water for me there he's fine but, right 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 thomas and judy and gasecki doesn't get me thomas
0: Thomas for DJ Chark, a first rounder and a third rounder. Uh, what do you think about that one, Thomas? B- basically for Chark and a first.
1: Well, remember yesterday, my you know pay it, you know, my my uh, first segment thing was pay attention to the bad teams. Well, I think if you look at Chark under the lens of he's going to have Justin Fields throwing to him and. Uh, you know, Chenault's going to be in his second year and maybe they'll add a lineman. And, you know, like that could be an encouraging situation. Not knowing where that first is kind of is my sticking point here, though. Like if that looks like a good first, I want the first. If it looks like a late one, I want Thomas.
0: Yeah, that's where I am as well. And uh, certainly this time of year, when you're making a deal like that, you've got a good idea of where that first rounder is going to land. Mm -hmm. It's, It's tough for us to judge that. Um, from the outside looking in, but uh, that that trade's one that could go either way. Last one, Michael Thomas and Todd Gurley for Keenan Allen and J.D. McKissick. Uh, Allen is certainly a a fast riser, gaining value, and it's something we don't see uh, once you get over 27, 28 years old, but he's doing it. Which side do you want here?
1: Yeah, and Allen probably should be in that conversation where we were talking about, you know, the uh, thomas is a wide his wide receiver seven you know i mean like yeah jefferson ridley i mean allen's kind of in the hopkins thomas adams hill mode that you mentioned smidge older is you know certainly less explosive but his quarterback loves him and his quarterback isn't going anywhere Gurley to me is junk i'm sorry mckissick to me is junk so i mean really who do you want thomas or allen i still want thomas
0: that's exactly where I am. Uh, I, I just don't think Gurley is enough to move the needle here. And, and even if you, if you want to say Gurley is an upgrade over McKissick, maybe okay. he is, yeah. but it, not enough to, to matter.
1: <laughs> and there's a lesson to learn for Dynasty when we say words like, I'm not sure Gurley's an uh, upgrade over J.D. McKissick. Like, could you imagine <laughs> muttering that a year and a half ago?
0: Yeah, it's a little little scary. Right. <laughs> Re- reality check there. Uh, let's finish up with our Twitter polls. As always, I pitted uh, our, our focus player here, Michael Thomas, against several other wide receivers in his value range. And this one surprised me, Matt. Uh, Michael Thomas did not fare very well in these oh. polls. Calvin Ridley, 31% of the vote, so Thomas was favored over Ridley. He was also favored over Terry McLaurin, who got 45%, so a fairly close uh, vote with McLaurin. Everybody else was chosen ahead of Michael Thomas. Some of these are are maybe obvious, uh, but some came as a surprise, including Justin Jefferson, 52% of the vote. Uh, C.D. Lamb, also 52%. We mentioned the DLF rankers also have Lamb ahead of Thomas so uh, that's that's two groups essentially that that value the rookie ahead of Thomas and then we get into the ones that I, I think are probably a little more obvious at this point AJ Brown Tyreek Hill both 64 percent DeAndre Hopkins 67 DK Metcalf 81 percent and Devonte Adams
1: 84 percent any
0: of those results surprising to you Matt
1: no, because I mean the ones he lost to Lamb and Jefferson are fifty-two to forty-eight, and uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some recency bias that this guy has not had a good year. Obviously, he's in some people's doghouse. So I understand that. Uh, it, m- m- the more I think about it, I don't know that I'd take Tyreek for sure over Thomas. I mean, one of them gets gets a lot more targets. Thomas, obviously. right? I
0: agree. I think I think Tyreek is. At, at best, a toss-up with Thomas, mm-hmm. and, and he won that uh, two-thirds to one-third, essentially. Jefferson, at first, was surprising to me when I saw Jefferson had won, won that poll. and Like you said, it's 52-48, so basically another toss-up. Uh, but if you've got Justin Jefferson on your dynasty team, he's 21 years old, and he's already producing the way he has through the first two-and-a-half months of the season – I I guess I can't imagine giving him up for Thomas
1: when there's a a six or seven year age gap there. No, I hear what you're saying. I mean, he, he caught a million balls last year at LSU too. I mean, I know a lot of people do well in college, but he can be a volume guy. He passed the test of, he's not just a slot receiver. He's even better outside. He, He creates big plays time and time again. I mean, The Vikings offense averages more yards per play than any offense in the league this year. And he's a big reason why.
0: All right, Matt. When we come back, we'll dig
1: into another Dynasty Value study. This time, Antonio Gibson. Uh, Folks, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and all their Echelon Stride smart treadmills. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five five family members all work out at the same time. Uh, Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. So, do this. Go to echelonfit.com slash... NFL, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, fit.com slash NFL. Also, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Taser. Uh, These are crazy times that we're living in, and I think protecting your family is more important than ever. But you want to do it safely. Uh, The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Savers, Taser's line of long, non-lethal, self-protection, non-lethal self-protection devices are very small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse, yet they're extremely powerful and to and, and, and incapacitate an attacker. Guns can carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you, and even pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, and it's often ine- ine- ineffective. So, they use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you plenty of time to escape and to send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. Uh, And now you can own Taser, the number one choice of all law enforcement agencies. Uh, Protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart defense products. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with our promotional code NFL. Save 15% now at taser.com with our promo code NFL. That's T-A-S-E-R dot com promo code NFL restrictions apply. See sites for details. Hey guys, just
0: a reminder that tomorrow we will be taking a break from the uh, locked on dynasty show due to the holiday, but we'll be back on Friday previewing the week 12 games, Matt. Let's get into our next dynasty value study. It's Antonio Gibson. Uh, looking at his numbers really kind of hit home. He, he starts off the season pretty slow, RB48, RB28, RB24 in those first three games. Uh, ran pretty well, but they were certainly limiting his touches as, as he infamously entered the league with, uh, with relatively little experience at the college level but you you look at what he's done recently over the past month he has three games as the rb9 or better including a 128 rushing yard game and he's got uh, he's got five touchdowns in the past four games what have you seen from gibson this season
1: i'm really coming around on him like i don't own him anywhere cuz i didn't i had some doubts rookie draft time and i respect his ability which is immense he is Fast and explosive, and a lot of upside as a receiver, ex- exceptional with the ball in his hands, learning the running back position faster than I imagined. And they certainly seem committed to him. Like, I'd be shocked if they had a running back of note. I mean, I think he's a guy, he's going to lead the team in carries most likely uh, next year. I mean, assuming everyone stays healthy, of course. I'm in, and I got to think Washington's offense, and there's a lot of balls in the air there, quarterback, O-line, it will be better suited for him next year. So I, I think he's a hit.
0: I think so as well, and, and I'm pretty excited about Gibson's future because uh, maybe the knock against him this year, if if there really has been one, is he hasn't been as involved in the, in the passing game as a receiver, as many expected. That's, that's yep. what we saw at Memphis. And it just hasn't happened. But you think about uh, the, the makeup of that team and uh, Darius Geis gets cut uh, Adrian, they move on from Adrian Peterson because they do want to commit to, to Gibson and they're left with JD McKissick, whose specialty essentially is is catching the ball out of the backfield so they let McKissick have that role they're they're not ready and and honestly Gibson's probably not ready to be that every down workhorse but i think what he's shown as a runner plus what we know he can do as a pass catcher tells me he he might have that role in in 2021 or or maybe we even have to wait until until year 3 for him but I think just major, major upside with this kid.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. exactly everything you said. And just one thing to add to it in terms of the receiving role, he didn't play a ton of snaps at Memphis. My hunch is he's still very much learning the whole protection aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, taking a look at his ranking and ADP, again, in the same range, he's RB19 in the rankings at, uh, at DLF. He's between Kareem Hunt, Cam Akers, uh, then we find Gibson next, James Robinson, and Chris Carson. Uh, a little surprised to see him still behind Cam Akers there, but uh, but uh, you know th- some some are holding on to that hope, I guess.
1: I am too. I'm, I think Acres is a buy low, but that's I, I not I, I do him, too, there. but
0: I'd i I would take Gibson ahead of him at this point.
1: I'd take him over everybody you're listening here, to be honest with you. I didn't realize how much I like Gibson until just now. Yeah,
0: nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, ADP is in a similar range. RB20, that puts him at 43 overall. So you're getting him uh, in the middle of the fourth round. I expect the price to go up by the time we're actually, uh, we're doing actual uh, dynasty startup drafts in, in January, February, March. Uh, in In those startup mock drafts, it's Kareem Hunt, T. Higgins, another player whose value is climbing, then Gibson, he has jumped ahead of Jerry Judy, and there we've got Keenan Allen there in the fourth round, another player that you won't be getting in that range for much longer.
1: Nothing nothing drastic there for me, but I, I like Gibson more than those backs we mentioned to the start.
0: Yeah, what about Gibson versus a guy like T. Higgins?
1: Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, was Higgins, Judy, Gibson. I mean, I, I, I hate to take the easy way out, but if I were doing a, a startup – Maybe it'd be which position do I need more in the third round or whatever, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think I'm taking I'm, I'm taking Higgins over Gibson, uh, but I, I can see why Judy is, is in that range as well. Yeah, yeah. Some some recent trades with Antonio Gibson. Uh, this is one we, we've talked about all of these players lately. Antonio Gibson and Deontay Johnson for Keenan Allen.
1: That's not even close to me.
0: You want you want the you want the the young guys, right? Yes,
1: I mean I, I was just raving about Allen, but Deontay Johnson for Keenan Allen wouldn't blow me away. And if you're going to give me Gibson on top of it, obviously these trades will get the other two here. Make me think now's the time to jump on Gibson because you can get him cheaper than you should. Because I'm going to take the Gibson side every time.
0: Yeah, I, I am as well, and I, I totally agree with you. You told our listeners yesterday. Uh, go out and get Deontay Johnson before it's too late. He's he's already gained value. Uh, the The real buy-low window is, is certainly long gone, but uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't still be trying to acquire him in your dynasty leagues. The other two trades both involve draft picks, Antonio Gibson and a third-rounder for Benny Snell and a first-rounder. That, that's essentially just Gibson for a random first-rounder, which is a slam-dunk uh uh, trade for me yeah
1: me too Uh, not really close
0: and then the other one uh, in in the same range gibson for a first and a second rounder are you giving the first and the second rounder for him
1: it would have to be uh, for me to give gibson up it would have to look like pretty early picks in both rounds
0: yeah i agree matt let's take a look at the twitter polls same thing as always, I pitted Gibson against running backs in that range, and I nailed this one because he's right in the middle. Let's start at the top this time because this is really where I saw uh, some things that surprised me. We've got three rookies at the top of these polls with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire topping it at 80%. I, I th- I'm still taking Clyde over Gibson, but I don't think the margin is that wide, and I, and I was surprised it was... Uh, in in these polls as well.
1: So, like, you'd gladly have Gibson in a first over Hilaire.
0: Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, 79%, basically the same range. J.K. Dobbins, 73% over Gibson. Aaron Jones, 70%, and Jonathan Taylor, 62%. So we see uh, four rookies there, uh, four other rookies uh, along with Gibson, Being chosen ahead of him, plus Aaron Jones. Surprised, actually surprised Jones fell in that range uh, behind Dobbins. Although I'll take Aaron Jones over all those guys. Yeah, yeah, I would as well. Uh, And then the players that Gibson was chosen ahead of, some surprises here too. James Robinson, uh, yet another rookie, 48%, a close one. Joe Mixon, 47%. Austin Eckler, 46%. Kareem Hunt, 30%. And then uh, way behind yet another rookie running back, Cam Akers, 14%. And your guy, James Conner, just 5%. uh, Probably shouldn't have included
1: him. That was was not even fair. One little nugget there is uh, I know that his stock is down at the moment, but I'll take Mixon over Gibson still.
0: Well, the, those are the two I wanted to Echler, ask you about. Yeah. Mix, Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler. Uh, looks like Austin Eckler is going to get back soon. If not this coming week, then the week after is the expectation at this point. Joe Mixon, we know, is out for at least two more weeks. And with their season essentially over after that Joe Burrow injury, uh, we may not see Joe Mixon again. Right. It, I don't think. I don't think that would be a major surprise. We've seen the Bengals and the Bengals players do that before most notably last year with A.J. Green sitting out the entire season so Mixon and Eckler you still want both of those guys
1: over Antonio Gibson definitely Mixon I mean you know get your crystal ball out and think about what happens after the first round of the NFL draft when Burroughs progress is going well Penny Sewell goes with the third pick overall and they already signed a a guard who can start for anybody who's, you know, a $6 million a year guard. Uh, That Bengal offense that'll go through Mixon looks pretty enticing to me. Yeah,
0: now's, now's a good time to try to acquire Joe Mixon for sure.
1: I am super excited, though, to watch Herbert and Eckler. They have not played together. Like, now might be a good time to get to Eckler, too. I mean, he might take that Chargers offense up two notches.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it may be already too late for mm-hmm. that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. I'm t- very excited to see what those two can do together. And and Justin Herbert has had this this huge amount of success, basically with no running game, right? right. With Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly and and Kalen Balash. So give him a, a player who can catch the ball and and uh, play at such a high level as Austin Eckler, and it's. It, You know, sky's the limit, really. And
1: maybe a first-round offensive tackle, too, you know. Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the show with a listener question. Uh, First, I want to tell everyone about Bilt Bar, and they're even more delicious than ever. Uh, They have 18 amazing flavors. Some are nuts, some are non-nut, you know, for those that have nut allergies. Uh, But the six new ones are what's super exciting. is caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcata, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Um, Built Bars are extremely healthy Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy uh, Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat Bars are low-cal, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber Great for those on the keto diet um, There's all kinds of different flavors, obviously But here's peanut butter Peanut butter is 19 grams of protein Only 180 calories 5 grams of sugar 5 grams of net carbs Uh, Here's coconut almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So they're all a little different, but they're all pretty awesome when you look at all the different flavors and the proteins and the calories and sugars and whatnot. Um, Bilt Bar has reset the promo code, though, for this relaunch. Um, So go to BiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com.
0: Matt, let's wrap up the show today with a listener question. It comes from Taylor. It's at the Realty Webs on Twitter. And Taylor says, Would it be crazy to move Hawkinson above Kittle in tight end rankings? Ooh. I love Kittle. I love Kittle's talent, but his play style makes me worried that he's more injury-prone than other players, and Hawkinson has looked like a red zone machine this season. Matt, before we get into this, and I, want, I definitely want to hear your thoughts, especially on TJ Hawkinson, I I did notice that our buddy Adam Harstad basically mentioned something very similar to this, that he would value TJ Hawkinson as the dynasty tight end one wow. at this point.
1: Wow. I kind of get it because Kelsey and Kittle are not young people. And yeah, Waller's in that equation, too. He looks really good. And I get it, too. I mean, remember how we used to talk about third-year breakouts for wide receivers? Like, that sounds so yeah. 1980s now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's true for tight ends. I mean, I think that gets, it gets ignored sometimes. As some people will, will realize, hey, rookie tight ends don't do much. But it's not talked about as much as it used to. And I really think that position takes a couple years till they hit their stride. And yes, Kittle and Kelsey and Waller are remarkably talented. But Hawk can sure run. He's bigger and stronger than those guys for the most part. Maybe not Kittle. He was picked way ahead of all them in terms of his draft pedigree. He's a great tight end prospect. But... Is he going to ever get the volume they get? I mean, to me, their volume is the bird in hand that we just don't know. Is he ever going to get double-digit targets?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready to go that far with Hawkinson yet mm-hmm. either. I think, uh, for me, it's it's still Kelsey and Kittle locked in as the top two. Uh, or maybe I should say Kittle and Kelsey Kittle as my tight end one still. And I, I think with both of these guys – and. Uh, even even with the injury that we've seen, the multiple injuries really that we've seen from Kittle this year, for the most part through his career, he's been pretty healthy. So I, I, I'm not ready to throw that injury prone label on him yet. Uh, and I think more and more we've seen that tight ends can stretch their career uh, well beyond age 30. So um, as much as I value and, and care about age in general for players when it comes to their dynasty value. Uh, I, I'm not too worried about those two guys specifically
1: yet. I hear you. I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, I'm a the biggest Hawk fan out there just seems a little premature to put him over those guys.
0: Yeah. I think he's, I think he's certainly in the conversation for tight end three. Um, yes. And, in fact, I, yeah, I think I, I may have him there at that point, jumping ahead of, Guys like Mark Andrews and, um, yes. and Waller, yeah, Waller, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have have Hawkinson than Waller, even mm-hmm. even with his production.
1: I remember Fant was your five. Is there any consideration of Fant over Hawkinson?
0: Uh, no, not, not really.
1: really. Neither. I think Hawkinson's going to catch a lot of touchdowns in his career. Yeah, yeah,
0: Matt. That'll do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe. To the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.